Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits. Perfect for seeing Taylor Swift The Eras Tour. Presented by Capital One. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and ten times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Behind home plate, we bringing it to them all day. All day. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Bird Win or lose, we bringing it to you always. Always. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Orange or black, we rebuild the pack. No matter where we at, you know we coming back. Section 336, we on this, so tune in. Tune in. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Birdland. You know what's up? Come the boys from section 336. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to section 336, next generation Baltimore sports talk. I am the endearingly stuttering host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by a guy who would never cut me out of our daddy's inheritance, the button lover, Josh Sroka. Yeah, when do we, um, is it appropriate yet to start this lawsuit? I mean, I... I had the same opening as you that I was gonna I was gonna sue you. I mean, that's what brothers yeah. are supposed to do right now, right? Yeah. I mean, listen, Josh, if and 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 much to my regret, you know, I love my dad. Unfortunately, my dad is not, you know, a billionaire who owns a sports team. That's on him, right? That I'm not gonna have the privilege right. of inheriting a team one day. That's really on him. And it's sad for me that I don't get a chance to inherit a baseball team. I wish there was but something Josh, I could sue you over. Do you, do you think if we were in that situation, I, I feel like we would definitely end with fighting over control of the team and suing each other. I could totally cool. see it going that way. <laughs> well, here's what I get. So lose the little brother. So in this case, you're Lou, right? Sure, sure. And Lou's you're John. Younger brother. Uh, but they were they were both in their 20s when, when Peter bought the team, right? Right. So it's not like they grew up as kids around this baseball organization. Right. They were young adults. Yeah. They were grown men. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we would be out in the yard wrestling in the grass over this. Yeah. We want to be taking this to a courtroom. <laughs> we would be out in the yard. Yeah. Yeah. No, my, and we'll get into it, but my favorite thing in the article is when they get petty and there's some petty stuff. Oh, there's in there, so much pettiness in which, this. Which I love. Um, and th- now the pettiness, what I love is, is that the the whole article is all on Lou's side of the story? Yes, of which course. Is all the his his attorneys are. It's all his attorneys' quotes. Yeah, there, there's there's just made up stuff in there to try to get people on their side, and I love John's response because well, John doesn't put out a response himself. He has the Orioles put out the response. Yeah. In other words, he just sits there and be like, "Yeah, I run this team. Here's my response." Yeah. I I manage this team so well that this team is putting out my response instead of some random lawyer. Yeah. Though that in some ways, I guess might 
contribute to Lou's case that it's not 50-50. That challenge <laughs> really has all But Josh, I would do the same thing if I was in this position. I, I would be pulling out, if it was me and you, I'd be pulling out old pictures of you in a Marlins shirt and I'd be posting them online. I'd be saying, look, Josh just married a girl from Florida. He uh-huh. used to wear Marlins gear. Right, um, exactly. I heard he liked Tim Tebow, like all this stuff to, to, to try to, to persuade that people I'm that moving. you're going to move the team yeah. to, to Jacksonville. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Josh moved to Jacksonville a few years ago. He hasn't even been to a game in Baltimore yet this year. Yeah, I totally get it. Totally he talks, get it. He, yeah, always talks about how much he loves Jacksonville. He's got Bucky's. He's already in talks with Bucky's as a sponsor. I heard. Right, right. I'm not sure right. if it's true, but I heard that. Yeah, right, right. The owner Bucky's got to help me bring it down. Yeah. Totally makes sense. Uh, I just wish we had this billion-dollar baseball team to argue over. No, yeah, and and, and that's not on us, Josh. That that that's on our dad. That's on dad. Yeah. That, yeah, that's we'll on dad. Not, not us. That's not our problem. Yeah, that, that was his fault. He he failed us there. But that's. I mean, that's the funny thing is what I don't what I don't understand. And I get like billionaires are billionaires, whatever. Their kids are spoiled, apparently even at 25. If our dad bought a team, let's say we own our dad did own a major league sports team. Yeah. I mean, our dad owns Bupkis, but okay, Right, right, right. Our dad's going to give me no no company I'll be inheriting worth millions of dollars. Nothing. Right. I got that. You've made that very clear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No inheritance for us. Got yeah. it. Um all right. So uh all right, so let's just play this game with me. So dad owns this billion dollar baseball team. Okay. You and I are in our twenties. We're huge baseball fans, we're huge Oriole fans. Yeah. We kind of encourage and push dad to buy this team. Yeah. He's a billionaire. He's got no he's got more money than he knows what to do with. Go buy yeah. the team. Yeah. In, at, I don't, if I'm 28, 29, if I'm 22, I am at that point, I'm quitting my job, no matter what type of job I have. And I'm getting a job in that baseball organization. And I'm working my way up in that baseball organization. Not as a baseball player, obviously, well, but it's like, if you could, get me yeah. in the management track. Yeah. This isn't a rookie of the year moment, but this is a, get me in this team. John Angelos. I don't know what he's done for this team before he became the acting director. Lou Angelos, I know he spoke at one of the the statue games, or he was there at one of the statue games. I don't know what else Lou Angelos has done before this. Yeah. Peter, we at least all hate. I get that. Yeah. And now I know that people hate John because his name is Angelos. Well, Peter might turn out to be the the hero of this story, though. Just hold on and wait for it. He might turn out to be the hero. (laughs) Maybe. Because he he doesn't (laughs) want to go anywhere. Yeah. But um, but John is at least coming back with the good responses. John's coming back. But it's it's all this. You know what? I will take all of this family drama, though. Everyone complains, oh, this is the worst owner in sports, whatever. It's not. I would take all this family drama over what Redskin fans have to deal with with Dan Snyder. Yeah, that's probably true. And and we can get into that. I mean, we're all talking about the article that was posted on the banner earlier this I, week. And we can get in, into some of the quotes. Yeah, it's also the Baltimore banner. Yeah, what a great! Like, I've never heard of the Baltimore Banner until now. I have not either. Until this, but article. they but they had the uh, the right headline. It was um, the guy from the Sun, Just, Justin Fenton. Yeah, Justin Fenton. Yeah, and who also didn't Justin write the the book that the HBO show is based on? Is oh, that really? also Justin about Fenton? the Gun Trace Task Force? I think that's Justin Fenton as well. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, so they had the, right they had the Baltimore big, Sun for years and years and years. Yeah, right. They had a big name. 
and they had the juiciest article because we all love drama about this family and nothing ever comes out about this family. We hate this family. We hate this family. We hate this family. We all subject and make opinions about what this family does and what this family thinks of the Orioles. And we all pretend like we know what this family does. And now we've got an article full of juicy details. Oh man, this is like, I mean, this is the HBO show succession, right? This is succession, <laughs> but in kind of real life. And, and it reminds me so much of, I saw this play out years ago um, with when Jerry Falwell senior died and Jonathan Falwell and Jerry Falwell, his two kids fought out, Fought, fought it out for Liberty University and who gets their own Liberty. Oh, so and how they saying, decided it. You're saying John Angelos might have a beach boy, a uh, pool boy. How they decided it. Yeah. I mean, who knows in this scenario? Yeah. Who knows in that scenario, Jonathan got the church, the huge church down there. And Jerry got the Jerry jr. Got the, the school though. That didn't work okay. out very well to Jerry jr. So would you, know, you prefer the, the team or the TV network? Yeah. If you divide it that way, um, I mean, obviously the team. All <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, the TV network second fiddle. Yeah, so anyway, a couple kind of highlights from the quote. Um, <laughs> here's just reading from the quote. This is according to the lawsuit that Lou is filing against John, right? Um, Lou in his lawsuit claims that John, quote, John intends to maintain absolute control of the Orioles to manage to sell or even he, if he chooses to move to Tennessee where he has a home and where his wife's career is headquartered. Which, without which, having to answer anyone so this is the headline which is Josh, total crap like the article that he the, could move to tennessee with right. the team confirming what nestor has been saying for years right and all of the orioles worst fears and the, why which, is this nonsense josh this is nonsense i agree with you reasons. but why is it nonsense? one it was put in there specifically to get the good pr specifically to get Orioles fans behind your back it was been there to say John Angelos controls the team. In fact, he controls the team so well, he can put himself up at second base and play if he wants. That's basically equivalent of what they're saying. Yeah, he and by the way, Josh, so he can do whatever he wants. Go back to your previous point. Don't you, if if your dad was the owner of a baseball team, you would demand that you play on the field. I don't want to hear that. that, no, that I want, well, yeah, that. yes and no, not in a game, but yeah. I would definitely be like uh, rookie of the year with my friends out there playing playing some softball when the team's away. Yeah, but 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 that was the premise of the quote was that he has absolute control of the Orioles and he can do what he wants with it. Right. And right. then they list a bunch of things he could do, Which including just, moving to Tennessee. Right. And the things just, that he could do were just he made could up also things. move it to Mars. Right. He could also he, he can also discount. He can discount hot dogs to fifty cents. He can he can yes. make the team wear pink uniforms. He can do whatever he wants. And that was the whole point: is he can do whatever he wants. Let's list what's going to free Goryeo fans out. And there's a multitude of reasons why moving to Nashville is not possible. And they put in parentheses where he has a home and where his wife's career is headquartered. They put that in parentheses too. <laughs> exactly. Just, just exactly. To highlight right. it, yeah. In fact, he can move it to Nashville because here's all the other stuff that Nestor and others have subjected. Yeah. But it's right. ridiculous for, for a lot of reasons. Do you want to talk about why it's time. ridiculous? Here's a few, ridicu- here's a few okay. reasons why it can't happen. Yeah. Uh, Nashville is going to get a baseball team. We all know Nashville – Portland and Montreal are going to get baseball teams in the next 10 years. Hopefully. Yeah. Makes sense. Baseball doesn't want to move a team. They want to expand a team. They want expansion and have more teams, more money. Yep. If expansion doesn't work. Okay. They'll move a team. You need 75% of the owners to agree to move a team. (laughs) Yeah. Camden yards is the best stadium in baseball. 
Major League Baseball will never vote to let's leave this stadium empty. I mean, how much drama, Josh? Right now it's happening in Oakland. It's happening with the Commanders. Yeah, that's football. what I was going to say. So much drama is centered around finding a stadium and right. financing a stadium and finding a spot for a stadium. It is so much work, right. so much so money look, to get so, a stadium. Right. So if you want to be serious about a team that could possibly move to Nashville, if there was no expansion, you got to look at a team like Tampa and Oakland that has low attendance and the worst stadiums in baseball. Stadiums, yeah. stadiums, stadiums are so important. We Now, I get the argument. We did talk about the fact that crime is really bad in Baltimore, and that's scaring people away. But crime is really bad in St. Louis, and they're winning baseball games and packing crime their stadium. Bad everywhere, yeah, yeah, in all, all major cities. Yeah, but I think St. Louis at this moment had a higher uh, gun deaths or something. I was reading in Baltimore. Okay, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know something like that. There. But yeah. anyway, it doesn't matter because winning baseball brings you into the stadiums, and yeah. we have the nicest stadium in all of baseball. You're yeah. not going to move a team out of Baltimore. And, and also, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't Nashville a smaller market than Baltimore? I would imagine it's a, it's a smaller it's, market. It's growing. Baltimore's shrinking, and Nashville's growing. Okay. So, so I don't that know. might not be true in, in 20 years. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not sure how it marks as a TV network either because, remember, the Orioles we market bleeds math. into there because right. there's no baseball team. So it bleeds into North Carolina, South Carolina, as long as the Braves do as well. Right. So – that might be a that might be a larger TV network, depending on the size of the footprint. Right. But either way, Nashville because it's a dumping coming team. Oh, and I forgot Vegas. Nashville and Vegas are your number one and number two for cities getting teams. Yeah, and, yeah, and, I agree. But with that. the point is, it's not the Orioles. The Orioles aren't going anywhere. Uh, Johnny Angela, the, the one point two billion dollars into the Camden Yards uh, facility. Remember, we just talked about that like a month and a half ago, two months. Um, John Angelos before saying as long as Fort McHenry is there. Now, I don't know the way we're staring, tearing down statues and stuff. Fort McHenry might go away, but either way, his point remains that Camden Yards will be there. Oh, you he, think he said that purposely? Cause, and then he'll go tear down yeah. Fort McHenry so yeah, he can say saying, I wasn't lying. You know what? Yeah. He's saying, I, you know what? What culture might take this down? Let's go attack Fort McHenry because I got to get out of here. Well, here's uh, some no, other quotes. If, if he wanted to do that, he yeah. would pick something besides Fort McHenry. He'd be no, like, as long as that, as long as that Ray Lewis statue is outside of MT, and that he can go pull down in the middle of the night. Yeah. And everyone, John Angelo said it, reinforced it all again in his statement through the Orioles today. And I know everyone's response is, oh, this means the Orioles are leaving because the owner of the Colts said he wasn't leaving either. Different right. times, different situation, different everything. The Orioles aren't going anywhere. All right, here's another quote. Um, well, this is from the article from the banner. It says, the suit says a top priority of Angelus's wife, Georgia, has been to sell the team. And an advisor went about trying to negotiate a sale in 2020. Josh, I, I don't remember being aware of them selling the team in, or trying to sell the team in 2020. I didn't know his wife really wanted to sell the team. John, John's wife or Peter's wife? Peter's wife. Yeah, I understand Peter's wife wanting to sell the team. Because she's tired of the infighting. I, I Thanksgiving, too. they're the all fighting at the table. You probably want to sell the team. Yeah, this I, is what I would happen to us. If yeah. we're at dinner at Thanksgiving and Easter and every family event, we're there, and you and I are fighting over the team, and dad's incapacitated because he had a stroke or fell down or yeah. whatever happened to Peter, mom's going to say every single time, just let's just sell the team and stop the fight. Yeah, everyone get a few hundred million dollars and yeah. go home happy. Yeah, take your hundred million, go do whatever you want to do with that. 
go buy a minor league team or something. I'm tired of this fighting. I'm getting the Orioles. I'm getting rid of the Orioles. Makes yeah. total sense. It's what mom would do if we were, when we were kids fighting over something. You get rid of the thing that they're fighting over. Yeah. Um, it also claims, the suit also claims that John Angelos forced out former star center fielder and Orioles <laughs> Hall of Famer yeah. Brady Anderson this from his front office part. role because he pres- quote, presented a threat. Yeah. This is the funnest part of the entire thing. Agreed. Who did he th- cause a threat? Who did he threaten? Brady Anderson? Yeah. Who did he, th- Who did I- he threat? Uh, I guess. I mean, what's implied here is that he was a threat to take over the club to no, have- I, I don't think that's I don't think that's the threat. <clears throat> what was the threat? I think the I think the threat was to the players. I think it was the awkward. I think John Angelos got rid of Brady, which I think was a good thing because he was suiting up in the locker room and then going ratting out the ownership. Right. That, right. So that, was, that's what we was, always expected. He was a spy. He was, we always he expected was the, that Brady Anderson was, was put in there by spy. the Angeloses yeah. as a spy. But here he's a fired by John Angelos, which makes it clear he was clearly hired as a spy for Lou, right? For Lou. Yeah, he yeah. was Lou's spy because yeah. Lou and now, Brady were close. And he was mad spy. that his spy was fired. Exactly. Maybe he was going out to Peter and to Lou, but the spy got fired. He was not a threat to John Angelos. But we always would joke and wonder about what what is Brady Anderson's exactly role here? <laughs> is he in management? Is he a right. player, coach? It's, like, why is he suiting up? What, what's, but, what's his job description here? Right. What's his qualifications? But now it becomes clearer. He's Lou's he was guy. a spy. He's Lou's guy. And, yeah, and in this guy. power Which, struggle, it's better to be John's guy than to be Lou's guy. Right. And sorry, in this power struggle, doesn't it make you now be like, okay, you know what? Maybe John does know what's best for the team. He got rid of the spy. Yeah, like that's like that's a to good John. move. That's Why points to it? John for getting rid of Brady. Right. And and sorry, he's Brady. I like Brady. I like Brady a lot. This isn't getting rid of Cal Ripken or Brooks Robinson or Eddie Murray. Josh, it's a former Orioles Hall of Famer, Brady Anderson. <laughs> I believe I believe this who said Orioles legend. Yeah. Legendary Orioles Brady Anderson. Um, but Josh, it says that John Angelus forced out Brady Anderson from his front office because yes. he presented a threat. Uh-huh. Presumably it presented a threat to John Angelus. What Makes threat no did sense. he present to John Angelus? Uh the threat was he no, was but going what do you out think, rat- like what is Lou arguing here? I don't understand what Lou's arguing here. Like what <laughs> no, was Brady it, gonna overtop like overthrow John somehow? I, maybe he was going to his dad and ratting out the Lou and dad. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It, there was no threat because that's like my boss firing me, the owner of the company firing me because I am a threat to ownership, that I am going to take over ownership from him. That's not how yeah. business works. So I don't think there's anything Lou's trying to say except for, oh, my brother didn't like Brady Anderson, and we all love Brady Anderson. I think that's all he was trying to say. But he says here, John, here's the next quote. The lawsuit says that, quote, John unilaterally and without consultation, consultation ordered general manager Michael Elias to fire Anderson. Um, yeah. Listen, Michael Elias fired a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Elias, I'm pretty sure on his One own, of, was going to yeah. fire Brady Anderson. Right? Yes, Brady Anderson is totally. no saber analytic guru that no. Michael Elias would stick, have stick around. This, right? This- yeah, there's part of this also, I think the Brady fire also takes me back to, all right, so Brady was just a spy. And I accept that. Brady right. was a spy. Right. Don't you feel bad for Dan Duquette and Buck Showalter that they had to deal with Brady the spy? Yeah, like I would be curious to see. Like I want these guys yeah, to Brady speak Brady kind of fascinates me. 
Um, because remember, after, one fan fest, he was Sam up on Dingman. stage with the guys with Dan Duquette and Buck Showalter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As if it was this trio. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah, I don't even know what his title was. But Sam Dingman, now that he's done the rumor, needs to do a new podcast. The Brady on, Files on Brady. Yeah, on Brady Anderson and <laughs> interview Buck Showalter, interview Dan Duquette, interview Mike Mike Elias, yeah. interview Lou in there for a different take, uh, and it'll be I'm fascinating about Brady Anderson's time here. Right. The um, problem is nobody yeah. speaks out about any of this. We're getting all this information from a lawyer. Yeah, and this is stuff that happened right and when Michael Lass was hired, comments. you know, three years ago or whatever. Um, it says, in addition, the lawsuit alleges John fired longtime employees who would not play ball and surrounded himself with yes-men. Yeah, okay. I mean, lots of owners do that. I mean, lots of business people do that. And who were they... Were they yes men or were they like he threw, he fired Lou's guys? Yeah, this is again all from Lou's perspective. Right. How would Lou identify a yes man? Um, I mean, Mike Elias, just for the record, he hired Mike Elias, right? Mike Elias yeah, yeah. doesn't seem like a yes man, right? No, like Mike Elias doesn't seem like a guy who said, okay, I'll come here and I'll just do whatever you want me to do. No, Mike Elias <laughs> kind of flipped everything on its head. Right. Now, um, when Mike Elias was introduced, Lou and John were both there. Yes. So they made it at least appear like this was a team joint decision yes yeah all right um, come on i i guess I, I mean i'll read on and get your response it says the lawsuit reveals a rift between peter and john angelos with john quote openly displaying his disregard for his father's prerogative as the managing partner of the team there was also bitter regular conflict over john's failure to pass the bar after attending law school. Oh, this is, that's this the is, petty stuff. This is petty stuff. This is this is you coming out and saying, well, Josh didn't even graduate from high school, college. Yep. And like bringing out transcripts. I'm surprised yeah. we didn't get like GPAs in here. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Josh had this GPA in high school. Yeah. Right. Remember that time when Josh was 17 and he crashed the car? That's what you're bringing up. You're bringing up petty stuff. Yeah. That has nothing to do with, no, like with I, the argument here. Right. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't drag his wife. Well, no, you did drag his wife into it saying, oh, she lives in Nashville. She's focused yeah, on that. Yeah, yo, you are drugged. Yeah, you the wife dragged the wife in. Yeah. She's been drugged. <laughs> she um, been drugged. She's been drugged. She's been dragged. She's been drugged. Different um, words. The yeah, I mean that's just that's one of my favorite lines of the whole article. I love right. that. Yeah, the the pass the bar. The, the, right. didn't, didn't pass the bar after <laughs> right. And sorry. John's failure to pass the bar after law school. Right. Yeah. Sorry, John doesn't need to have passed the bar. He's working on a baseball team. Right. And like, yeah. And I guess if you want to pass the bar, I'm sure John would have preferred to pass the bar. It doesn't say like he kept on trying. Like he clearly didn't. I mean, I don't think he wanted to go in that field. Right. Like he was he's got the baseball team. But right. I, mean, I, I assume I, I feel like John would have a different take bar, on that. The bar. Yeah, I don't I don't know what Lou's credentials here are. I, I wish John would come out with a different a response to this. That that would make me happy. Um yeah, uh, uh, Luan Angelos is a fast, casual Italian place. It's fun. It? You you Google Luis Angelos, and it's everyone talking about this story. Yeah. Um. Um. So it says John subverted. Here's more quotes from the the just the you know the lawsuit. John subverted subverted his father's intentions and acted unilaterally unilaterally without advanced disclosure to or consultation with Mrs. Angelos or Lou. Um, so it seems like a lot of this hinges on the fact you unilaterally is kind of quoted here, I don't know, 10 times this article, that John is acting not as a 50-50 partner with Lou, 
Right. And I would imagine, Josh, I just imagine, this is why I think it would end with a lawsuit with us too. When you're running a team, there's a lot of decisions to be made. I would imagine it could be challenging to be on the same page with your brother 100% of the time and have to like clear every decision with your brother. And like, clearly I think, you know, I I would think I'm doing a better job than you are. You would think you're doing a better job than I am. Right. And I could totally see how conflict could happen here. And one person is making decisions without consulting the other person. Like that's why this. That's why it's good that section 336 makes no money. Yes. We have nothing to argue over. Yes. I will say, I would just pull up Louis Angelos and John Angelos' Twitter. And it's hilarious to me that John Angelos' Twitter bio says chairman and CEO of the Baltimore Orioles. Lewis Angelos says ownership representative, Baltimore Orioles. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I think to, 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 to Lou's point, John is, he seems the kind of guy who like, you know, dots his eyes and crosses his well, T's he's, here. He's the bit. older brother too. He is. Yeah. Like he's so it's to not be... like this is the first time they've had this fight. Yeah, they've had this fight their entire life growing up. Yeah, and and John probably got the better from him, the better of him. Uh, yeah, more times. So that's than what him. older brothers do. Talk to yeah. us. Um, so here, so this is talking about when you know Mr. Angelos had the stroke. It says the plan also called for transferring Mr. Angelos's interest in the Orioles into his revocable trust as a prelude to a sale. The suit says George Angelos, you know, that's the wife of of Peter Angelos, was yeah. anxious to implement this plan. It says instead John sprang into action, creating a leadership team with himself positioned as chairman and CEO and no mention of Lou or their mother. Yep. Louis Angelos claims his brother fed their mother misinformation regarding both the team and Lou, because now it gets more personal, Josh. Fed their mother misinformation regarding both the team and Lou. He harangued her over the telephone, angrily feeding her half-truths and outright fabrications that fabrications that paralyzed her with confusion fear and indecision oh. at what point does lou bring up where john angelos was on january 6th yeah i mean um this but this, but this rem- is just remember this- at the same time though we went through this drama we had this discussion here where major league baseball was getting irritated at the angelos family saying one of you has to be in charge tell us who's in charge we need one of you to be in charge and yeah. that's when john angelos became the ceo chairman whatever guy yeah and but Josh, this happens. This happens, right? You yeah. get in a fight with dad. We talk to mom. We say one thing to mom, right? It gets back, and we say no, no, that's not what I said. Misinterpret. Like you, you, you go to mom as being that, uh, you know, that 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 third wheel or whatever, and then you try to argue your 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 side of the case. Is it- and it sounds like poor Lou here is on the losing end of a lot of these arguments that's being argued with mom. Was it Jacob and Esau? In the Bible, where like the mom and the little brother teamed up to like put hair on his yeah, arm, hair on Jacob's arm to make Jacob to, be to, all hairy to, to trick the old guy who was misinformation blind and with some misinformation. That's yeah. what this reminds me of. Is let's go trick the old guy who's incapacitated, who's somehow still alive, but we need to trick him into giving my giving me the blessing as CEO and chairman. Yeah, but I also like how this is a huge lawsuit, and like it it goes to like. Um, there's shots in there like you didn't pass the bar and shots yeah. in there like, you like, know, you you called family mom drama and, and, and you told mom this and that wasn't true. <laughs> you right. were telling the truth to mom. Right. The misinformation means on the phone you were you were telling you were telling your mom your side of the story. Yep. And then it gets into more specific examples about how John did things and didn't tell Lou and Lou got mad. 
Um, and then it ends with this. The Orioles were valued at $1.375 billion yes. by right. Forbes. And isn't that crazy? The Orioles are valued at $1.375 yeah. and, and the only teams to lose go down in, in uh, their value this past year. Oh, is that true? Yeah. And, and it was funny. In the Forbes article, they had no reason for it to go down except for poor ownership. Like it was mm-hmm. like whoever wrote that article also hates the Orioles and their ownership. Yeah. Josh, do you think, all right, so we dispel the notion that they're moving to Nashville. Yeah. That's not happening. How about, the, but yeah. what's your takeaway take from this article? Is it just fun, entertaining drama, or is there something behind her that maybe right. Oriole fans should be a little concerned or bothered by? There's, a, there's definitely concern. It may, I will say it makes me like John Angelus a little more. I think John Angelus comes out of this looking better. And John Angelus, to his credit, he's always seemed to said the right thing, right? Yeah. Like, he, with social justice issues, with other things, he seems right. to be kind of on the right side of things. Yeah. And the thing that, like, everything that he put in here to try to make John look bad sounds like pettiness or it's just straight made-up stuff. And I know there's plenty of Oriole fans who are going to grab on to that whole move to Nashville. But right. it's silly. It's not Because in the real. context, it was. He has the power to do what he wants, right. including... <laughs> Moving to a different state. Oh, and by the exactly. way, his wife lives in Tennessee. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. His wife's a songwriter in Nashville. So she, clearly that means the Orioles are moving to Nashville. Right. Um, so I yeah. think John comes out looking better in this with Lou's. And Lou, and the, so the whole article to me reminds me of a younger brother whining to mom. Yeah. I don't know who leaked this article. No one leaked this. I mean, who leaked the lawsuit? I guess it's not leaked the lawsuit, or did he just? Is it publicly? It's, it's been followed. Oh, so that's yeah. as, as so that's public, public filing. Oh, because I was saying like this is something that I would John's people I would imagine would want out there, yeah. not lose people. <laughs> exactly, but I think that lose people think that all the the the, the pettiness that the lose family's lawyers putting in this is because they think that it'll make Lou look good, which I don't get. It makes Lou look so so worse, so much worse. Yeah, it's it's almost like um, it's almost like uh, Better Call Saul. Do you watch Better Call Saul? No. Uh, Better Call Saul is the prequel to Breaking Bad. And there's a lot of this family drama of Saul Goodman and his older brother, who's also a lawyer and pettiness because one doesn't like the way the other acts. Right. And it's this whole younger brother, older brother mentality between lawyers. And that's that's all that this is going on now. To back up, there is yeah. a slight concern for Oriole fans, as okay. you were saying. Yeah. And that is finances. Because depending on how the courts handle this, the courts could easily say, hey, this is a serious lawsuit. Freeze all spending until this is settled. Right. They could do that. They haven't, but there's oh, concern of this stuff This could be like mass that. in two, two, 2.0, is what you're saying. Right, exactly. Right. Did the mass and lawsuit ever end? No, I think it's still out there. Right, I, I so mean, yeah, that would be the fear that this would drag on for years and years at the time where we really need the Orioles to spend money. Right. That's how I, like, after kind of getting through the article and just being kind of blown away by some of the quotes and the pettiness, yeah. um, my next thought was, okay, how does this impact the Orioles signing Carlos Correa next year? What's the impact <laughs> on Carlos Correa signing? And right. um, on the one hand, when you hear rumors about selling teams – um, and I, I, no indication that John wants to sell the team, by the way, but that Peter Andrews' wife wants to sell the team, which I get. 
Um, and I don't know the exact, you know, state of health of Peter, obviously. Um, but but it, it can't be good. Right. It can't be good. Um, but any idea of selling the team, for the most part, I would take as a positive, not a negative. Because selling the team, I mean, you see what happened with the Mets. I'm not saying we're, we're, we're going to get the Mets owner. But um, this ownership, you know, doesn't seem, you know, financially to be they seem to be a little bit stingy. So maybe a new ownership would, you know, spend more. Um, but the infighting, I don't want an organization at the top. I mean, one of the things that's making this work, this whole rebuild, or as Buster only calls it tanking. Right. Well, we'll get what? to Buster. Yeah, Buster he, he was quick to tweet. It. He, he was quick to tweet. Oh, and he, and this was the headline. This was definitely a story on his podcast immediately. Oh, I didn't listen to the podcast yet. Oh, yeah, yeah. He but, was on Friday's podcast, right? Uh, within go. minutes of John Andrews' post, he was tweeting about it. Um, but anyway, um, what was I talking about? But oh yeah, but but um any any type of any type of fighting at the top um and lack of cohesion <laughs> is concerning because you want everyone to be on the same page. Anything and that I takes don't the want focus a, off the field. Yeah, I don't want a co-owner trying to sabotage things just because he's mad at his brother, right? Like, I don't want him in there trying to sneak in people or do whatever just because he's mad at his brother. Like, I, I want that to be whatever. I want Lou to no. be an island by himself for there to be peace. Like, I want there to be peace at the top. Right. So we can make, so we can sign Carlos Correa and it's not a big deal. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite Twitter or Facebook responses from Oriole fans, clearly one of the fans that thinks, believes that John's going to move the team. Was was this season is now set up to be a great comeback story of the team that's struggling under 500 gets a cardboard cutout of John Angelos in the in the dugout with a big sign about him moving to Nashville and every win they remove a piece of clothing from him yeah and and then we win the whole thing so and John I like, the, I like every that. every time we win a game John gets angry somewhere right. throwing we, the TV. we see John up in his box all angry yeah yep. No, so, so I, I mean, my, my, my takeaway is, like, first of all, I love it. I'm totally intrigued. I'm like, bring, bring, bring on the drama. I just but, hope right. it doesn't have any – I don't. I hope it doesn't trickle down to any negative effects. I hope right. we you still You love the drama, but you correct. don't want it to affect the team that you love. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, that's where, and that's where Buster inserts himself. Friday on the podcast, he had no problem tearing into the Angelos family. Monday, he responds to John Angelos' uh, comments with – this tweet, the numbers to watch the years ahead are the payroll for the Orioles. If they don't spend significantly more, they will not evolve beyond the ATM machine they've been for ownership for recent seasons. And you can see just in that little comment by Buster saying the ATM machine. He, he, he puts in his agenda right in there. And he brings out, in 2019, the Orioles payroll was $80 million. In 2022, they were $23 million. So that's a 60-game season. So you would have to do the math that that's probably around a $60, $70 million payroll right? if it was a full season. 2021, $57 million. 2022, $43 million. Now, what I don't – and I, what well, I want – First of all, the, the only reason those previous on. payrolls were so high is because you were still dealing with the contracts of Alex Cobb and Chris Davis yes. and Jimenez, and you had to get those off the books first. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, we, so we spent extra money for no benefit on those seasons. But what I really want someone to call Buster out on these is look beyond the payroll. Look at the money spent in the Dominican Republic on that new facility. Look at all the equipment built for the minor leagues to get better updated um, 
analytics. Look at building out an analytics department. Look at moving the wall and the money there. Look at where else ownership is putting money into this team beyond the payroll. That's what someone needs to call Buster out on, and I'm not seeing that. That's yeah. the conversation Buster needs to have, with, like a serious conversation instead of let's hate on the Orioles. Let's see what the Orioles are actually doing instead of an ATM machine for ownership. If the Orioles were just an ATM machine for ownership, you would not have this family infighting because they would just be making money. Hand yeah, over I, mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I would love to see the Orioles books and see how much they made or didn't make over the past few years. Um, but, but I agree with you. That's been, always been my, you know, th- there's no nuance in this discussion. And for some reason, the other thing I think that drives Oriole fans crazy is, you know, the Astros did the same thing. Yes. Right now, there's a, you know, half a dozen teams doing it. The Reds yeah. are doing it. The Tigers the are doing Orioles it. the Orioles are the bad guys. But the Orioles keep on getting called out. And, and the other teams, they're doing it. Yeah. It's not good. But Buster really doesn't talk about them. He just talks about the Orioles, no. the Orioles, the Orioles, the Orioles. Well, it's almost like this obsession with them. Well, and it's because, guess what? Baltimore had a great, the Baltimore Sun had a great sports department in the Oh, 90s. my gosh. Every big name. And, and okay. all those guys Baltimore. got frustrated at the Angelos family. And well, they're now Peter. got national yeah, markets. Peter, yeah. Yes, at Peter. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's it's true. It's true. And 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 yeah, there should be a nuanced discussion. But at the same at the same, you know, breath, Josh, as Oriole fans, you and I both have said probably should have spent more money on starting pitching this year, right? Yes. Like they, they could have and should have spent more money on the major league squad, even with all that stuff going on the minors. They should have spent more money on the major league squad. And like Buster I mean, I disagree with all the others, you know, his obsession, but I, I agree with him. And we talked about it here all the time. What they do next year and the year after is going to say a lot about the direction of this franchise for the next 10, 20 years, right? What they do next oh. year and the year after. Uh, because the prospects are here. Now you have to supplement with major talent if you want to be continually successful. And will they be willing to sign Carlos Correa? Um, will they be willing to sign, you know, a starting pitcher, if not two starting pitchers who are not Jordan Lyles, but are number two, number three rotation guys? I think that's what we have to find out. Got it. Yeah. And, now, and, and anyone... so with that, I'm with Buster. But with the obsession uh, and lack of nuance, I'm with you. That's... Right. No, but that's the thing is Buster's comment about watching the payroll. That's true. That's real. That's something we need to pay attention to. And we, yeah, we talked about it all the time. Yeah, we do. Um, but 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 Buster said, but we also talk about, you know, their commitment to improving the, you know, international talent, the the total change about how we, you know, grow our prospect, grow our prospects, um, and Buster never talks about any of that. Yeah. Right. Did um, has anyone reached out to Brady Anderson to try to get his opinion on all this? That's what I'm saying. That's uh, Brady, Sam Dingman needs to do the podcast. I know. I did a quick Google on Brady. And uh, the latest news on Brady's Wikipedia is that in 2020, he began dating a South Korean American singer, actress, and ballerina named Stephanie. Hmm. And that's. He's a good looking guy. I'm not, not surprised. Yeah. Does he have a Twitter? Josh, can you reach out to him? He does Twitter not have a Twitter. I was looking, looking for his Twitter. He does a not LinkedIn? have a LinkedIn. He does not have a Twitter. I will check uh, for a LinkedIn. I'm not seeing a LinkedIn. Facebook, MySpace. He was on a on uh, episode 14 of Sabrina through the Looking Glass in 1997. Okay, that's not very relevant. Um, 
Let's see. Brady Anderson LinkedIn. There are uh, 100 Brady Andersons on LinkedIn. Yeah, too common of a name. Yeah. It's a shame. Yep. And I don't see any super tan guys. All right. Well, let's... We can get, Josh, you can continue that research. No I'm talking about the uh, the play on the field this past week for the Orioles. We uh, went up to Kansas oh, City. Wait, was there baseball games this week? There was actual baseball games in the midst of all this off-the-field drama. Went into all Kansas right. City. Kansas City had uh, the worst record in the American League. Yeah. Easy yeah. sweep. or what? I mean, before that, we did sweep the Cubs. All right, let's give the Orioles a little bit of credit. We swept the that Cubs. That was one game. One uh, game. We still swept them. Still swept them. <laughs> It's not uh, a one game. You can't call it a sweep when the game was postponed. Because Josh, right. we did. We win every game of the series. Yeah, we did. All right. Well, um, kind of. It's on hold. Every game of the series that that was played. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then we go to Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, again, worst record in American League. You think we're seven, gonna right? Lost you look seven at their, five. Lost eight one. Yeah. You look at their pitching staff. Everyone on their pitching staff, I feel like, has an ERA over seven. Um, yet somehow we lost the first two games of that series and things were looking ugly. Uh, and thankfully, um, thanks to pretty much just thanks to Richie Martin, we bounced back and win the next two games to, to split well, Ad- the KC Adley series. Stepped in there a little bit too. Well, Adley had the big three hit game, a couple of doubles. Um, he's been hitting the ball hard lately, yeah. uh, which is good. Uh, and Richie Martin, it's great to see Richie Martin up. Josh, you know, you don't want to split with Kansas City, you want to win that series. Right. Um, but after the first two games, it was nice to come back with the split. And it, I mean, I was really thrilled for Richie Martin, not just getting able to play, but actually not just getting the call up, but getting to, to start each game and actually playing really well. So it was fun to see Richie Martin out there. Um, and it was good to see Adley Rutschman with the three hits. It's, yeah. I don't know. It, it shows you how much starting pitching matters it's all, with this team. It's, it's all, all about, about starting, starting pitching. pitching. It's and all we about. spent no money on starting pitching. Right now, the Orioles are four games above where four wins above where they were last year yeah at this good. time which is good it's an upswing we don't have grayson rodriguez he got hurt we would have seen him this week yep we don't have john means yep that Arguably really are two best starting pitchers yeah right we spent no money on pitching as you were saying before if we had those two guys we might be we'd be much closer to 500 yeah, if you had John Means for the entire season, if you had Grayson Rodriguez for one start right now, <coughs> I would be getting excited for this team. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a few more wins. Um, I think that than you're at right now. I mean, we're 26 and 35. Yeah, it definitely puts you 30, 35, if not higher. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you can think maybe, uh, yeah, a, a 29 and 32 or something at this right. point instead of 26, 35. Well, that's what I'm saying 30, whatever, 30 and 31, something like that, it would be. Is yeah. what I was saying. Four wins. I could get I could easily get four wins with John Means and Grayson Rodriguez. And Grayson Rodriguez, yeah. Instead of some some of the pictures we've been seeing here. Um, and this is what I said, you know, this is why I predicted the record. I forget what I said, like 90 losses or something. Right. And, and the reason I said our offense will be fine, but do we have enough pitching, you know, to, to win enough games because we didn't do anything, and so we're still seeing right um these same guys. There's which is been why, so, yeah. Which is also why we stick into hope for next year. Because yeah. The pitching for next year is unavoidable. Yeah. Outside of injury, you're not. There's no way you do. Not, outside of injury, you do not have John Means, Grayson Rodriguez, DL Hall, Kyle Bradish in this rotation next year. What do you mean, Jordan Lyles? This is your rotation next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
out outside of injury. John Means injury means he might not be there on open day. Right. Grayson Rodriguez should be he fine. I unless this injury means they hold him back next season to build up innings or whatever, which would, that be, would ridiculous. be outrageous. That'd be outrageous. It'd be outrageous. Yeah. He needs to be on the roster. Yes. I'm saying this rotation next year on paper looks so much better than this season, which is why you have hope that this season could have been so much different if you had pitching. Next year, we know we have the pitching. So next season should be a whole lot better. May, 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 maybe, but it's also the reason. I mean, I, I just think about the Mets, right? The Mets who on paper got, you know, five great starters. Right. And then all of a sudden, their top two starters go down with injury, uh, DeGrom and Scherzer. And, you know, it's, it's kind of next guy up. Like, I feel like you need at least, you know, six really good starters. Um, right now, I feel really good about John Means. I feel really good about Grace Rodriguez. Those are the only two two guys I feel great about. Two of them. I don't feel great about Kyle Bradish. I don't understand why Kyle Bradish throws 97 miles per hour, but um, opponents have a batting average of 380 against his fastball. How, how can you throw 97, but hitters are batting 380 off it and you have a good slider, good curveball. Like his stuff is so good. I don't understand why he gives up so many runs I don't, <laughs> and so many hard hit balls. I don't really get that with Cobb Radish, but so I'm not hundred percent sold. And I think I it's mean, good. I'd rather watch Cobb Radish out there trying to figure it out and struggle a little bit. Right. Than watch some other guy, but still I'm not hundred percent sold on Cobb Radish. I'm not sold on Bruce Zimmerman by any means. Um, I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not sold on, um, you know, the other guy I really like on this rotation, if if I was doing my, you know, Matt's starting pitcher confidence index rankings, um, I have the most confidence going into next year in Grace Rodriguez, second in John Means, third actually in Tyler Wells. Um, though I mean DL Hall Tyler Wells has been a nice surprise. Yeah, he, he has been. He's been good. Um, to me, though th- those are my top three guys that I have confidence in. I don't have confidence really in anybody else. Um, I don't have confidence in Dean Kramer. I don't have confidence in Cobb Radish. I don't have confidence in, um, you know, in Bruce Zimmerman, obviously. Now, if you want to carry those guys over and kind of have them, I don't have confidence in Jordan Lyles. I don't, I don't know if I'll be here next year. Um, if you want to carry those guys as Cobb Radish and Dean Kramer, like those guys should be battling out for a fifth spot. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, your one, two is John Means, Grace Rodriguez. And what I'm saying is you need to sign a legit th- third starter Tyler Wells, number four, and then have those guys play at number five. But then some pitcher next year will get hurt, Josh. And so, oh, sure. Um, if not the whole season, at least missing a few starts, which is right. why depth is important. Right. And in Norfolk, I mean, you, you, you got Deal Hall, and, and, and that's it. Uh, and and right. that's it. I don't want to say the cupboard is bare and get people mad at me, but, but some of those other pitching prospects are a little bit further down the line. And so Deal Hall is, is the next guy up. And again, he's been inconsistent and I, right. he has amazing stuff and I hope it gets together. And to me, I said it before, Dale Hall is the biggest kind of puzzle piece of this future. If he figures it out and can be effective, that changes everything. Cause then we have a legit one Grayson, two Hall, three means for what Wells. Like that's, I think that's a legit rotation if Hall figures it out, which I think is, you know, to when, be determined. When do you think we see DL Hall up here? Do they let him try to figure it out in the majors? Yeah, he had a pretty good start. His last start gave up, right. I think, three runs in his first inning, one of them earned, and then, you know, bounced back and threw, I think, four and two thirds of well pitched ball, having eight strikeouts, and only gave up the one earned run. 
Um, so that's back-to-back good starts by Dia Hall. So I don't know, two or three more. Like I would expect him to be here in July if he continues to pitch well. Um, but we shall see. I mean, I wonder if, like, after what happened to Grayson, like, let's let's see this guy before something goes wrong. Let's, let's right. see the. I mean, that to me, that's the biggest thing. I have to look at Inns pitcher Dia Hall. But you know, last year, the year before, like, he's just he gets hurt a lot. Yeah. And this year, he hasn't gotten hurt. He's been healthy the whole year. And so that's the big, kind of the biggest deal with Dale Hall. He stayed healthy. And that's Buster's argument with Grayson Rodriguez is we had the chance. We could have gotten three, four starts out of Grayson. He yeah. showed the stuff well enough early in the season that we could have brought yeah. him up a month and a half ago. Yeah. Yeah. And I, 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 I get that argument. I do too. Um, yeah. And so I hope we see Dale Hall sooner than later. Um, speaking of which, it was a little bit surprising that cost hours, I think a little bit caught people a little bit out of surprise because people – well, this is this, so this is this is COVID helped him out, right? Yeah, yeah. You're so slow with promoting prospects, and then all of a sudden, here's Santander can't play, and so he's on the restricted list, and so here comes Cost Hours. But is that are we slow to bring up prospects, or is it just pitching prospects that we're slow to bring up? I mean, people thought we should have brought up Adley before he was. I guess you're up. right, but Adley was hurt so i get i get what you're saying you're right so that as stowers did not follow adley's path right and Ad, even I mean, even richie martin deserved to get called up earlier oh I, yeah i thought richie martin should, should, should yeah. a few weeks ago for chris owens um right. and well, I, I, guess, I hope richie, richie show... martin richard i love richie martin richie martin can play every position josh he can play everywhere yes um and he's fast like he to me is that guy you want on your bench like he is the guy you want who can, you know, give everyone a rest, including the outfield. Um, he can pinch run and in, in, in late in the games, be a defensive replacement, super flexible. Like if I'm if I'm Brandon Hyde, manager Hyde, like that's the kind of guy I want on my bench. Um right. more more so than a Chris Owens. So I hope Richie Martin sticks around. Well, here's yeah. I just wish he could pitch. Um, here's why Kyle Stowers got the call up. Your other outfielders in Norfolk, as you need an outfielder, you have UCL Diaz, Dylan Harris, Robert Newstrom, Johnny Riser, DJ Stewart. <laughs> Which one of those guys is on the 40 man and you want to bring them up? Yeah, none of them. None. Um, I don't so think any of them are on the 40 is, man. Then your yeah. option is do I put Trey Mancini out there? Well, you could put Richie Martin out there too, get a little creative. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like that. And, and, and McKenna and McKenna's still on the team. You put That's true. McKenna's McKenna still on the team. So you could you could have gone with McKenna. But what else, what the other thing Kyle Sowers has Richie going on for your him? Bench. The other thing that Kyle Sowers has going for him is he's a lefty. Okay. Um, so you know, it's good to have lefties, and we don't have a lot of lefties in our lineup. Um, but no, Kyle Sowers is an interesting guy, right? He hits a lot of home runs. I thought I've never really seen him in person, to be honest. I'm trying to think. Maybe I saw him at Bowie a couple years ago. I don't What's really he, like remember. Twelve years old. Him. I've just seen him on TV. He looks like a little kid. He's got the bleached hair. He kind of looks like a little kid, and it's. It's surprising because this is the guy who just kind of hits dongs. Like he's supposed to crush the ball, strikes out a lot, but also hits a lot of home runs. So you're expecting right. some kind of big, huge built dude. And I was watching the pregame and they interviewed him. And there's this little, this little guy, skinny dude with, with bleached hair. This is the guy hitting all these home runs. Um, so, yeah, but good for Kyle Stowers. Um, I think it's terrible. Um, and I don't want to get political here, Josh, but I think it sucks about Santander because – well, what I'm always thinking about is I know a lot of people have talked about. I mean, it hurts that he's not here. He leads right. team in home runs. He's a middle lineup hitter. Yeah, he's Cal Stowers. No offense to Cal Stowers, he's he's a downgrade over, right. of course, Santander at this point in their careers. 
But what really concerns me, I don't really care about the series. What really concerns me, Josh, is doesn't hurt Santander's trade value if he can't ever play in Toronto? I, well, no, I think Canada think will hurt get his rid- trade value? I think Canada will get rid of this rule after this year. But yeah, it means Santander is not getting traded to the Blue Jays this year. Right, but Josh, if you're playing, that's the, right. The if Blue Jays are making the playoffs. It's all about this year. You're right. The Blue Jays are making the playoffs, and so if you're trading mm. to to any American League team, and knowing you could play Toronto in the playoffs and not have a guy you just traded for, I think it's I think other teams will be very reluctant to trade for Aiken or Santander. Yeah, after the series, I understand that. And that annoys um, me. Yeah, I understand that. I think um, without getting political. Right, because it hurts his. That's all. If, I don't care about politics. I care about prospects. Without this hurts our chance of getting prospects. If I have a chance at a World Series, I think I'll take the shot. <laughs> like even if I don't want the shot, if you tell me I have a chance at the World Series, I think I might look at it a little differently than if I'm playing on the Orioles. Like that may. I think of many think, people. Is that who part of like, the trade negotiations? I think I think part of the trade negotiations could be, hey, if it looks like we're going to have to play the Blue Jays, will you get the shot two weeks before that series potential? Yeah, I mean, if if you were if you didn't change your mind at this point, I, I don't see him changing his mind now. But there's that, a lot of things. No, I don't know. There's a if let's say I didn't want to get the shot. There's and you say, hey, I'll give you a million dollars if you get the shot. I'm getting that shot. I don't know. Do, now, do players lose paychecks when they're when they're on the restricted list? I don't know, I mean, but that's what I'm saying. For him, yeah. he's got the money. He's not worried about the money, right? But to get a World Series ring, he ain't getting that in Baltimore. Josh, so I don't get the chance at that. I'd give up any. I'd give up any. I don't think you I understand these people, though, Josh. I don't think you understand these people and their don't, res- resistance to, to the shot. I don't think you understand what level it is. I think I understand a whole lot more than you think, and I'm just not trying to get political on the podcast. Okay, because I think they think they're being heroic. Yeah, I get that. No, yeah. I think that, but I will also tell you, I live in Florida. Right. You, you know, yeah. So you're around this more more than I am. Sure. I know this extremely well. But I have friends who have not gotten the shot, and they're I, proud of it. And I know they've given up a lot for it, and I'm kind of <laughs> shocked by it. To be I know a lot of people who have avoided the shot. Right. I know even more people who regret getting the shot. Okay. I know people. So yeah, okay. I, I talk to these people. I know these people very well. I know the, the process of Santander and I know their thought process. I'm very familiar with it. But I still think there's a, a line. There's a line of something where you just give in. Right. And it's like, all right. I'll let the shot, uh, I'll let the government track me and I'll let the, uh, what else are they scared of? And I'll let the, I'll die early as long as I get that World Series. Yeah. It's a yeah. risk thing. And if suddenly the risk, the the reward outweighs the risk, you can make those changes. Yeah. I mean, I agree. But I, I, again, I go from Mike, Mike Lasser's perspective and I know manager Hyde's annoyed. You could tell him in the pregame when he was interviewed about it. He is, it is what it is, but he was annoyed. And I'm sure Elias is annoyed, but right. I, but I Josh, think you also do you have think to take there? Like, if you of, thought he was traded, I really think this has a negative impact on his trade value. And I, yeah, and I think it could, and I see that. I also, it's also got to be irritating for him because it's like, 
who cares about Canada and Canada rules? And right. suddenly Canada rules are affecting your ball club. Right. When he's followed all the baseball rules, that's just right. annoying. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's true, but you can't change Canada. <laughs> like, exactly. it is what it well, is. But, yeah, I'm sure it's annoying from that perspective, too. Yeah. So, but, I, I mean, guess, we saw that with I the Yankees. And a, a lot of the Yankees, you know, who we thought were not going to get the shot, ended up getting the shot, people like Aaron yeah. Judge, and played, unfortunately. Um not yeah. our got not not no our one guys. told just... Santander how to get some fake papers. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Can we do an investigation there? I would love Wasn't to catch that... some Yankees cheating. That would be great. Wasn't well, there was some football player that was getting out with fake papers, right? Yeah, it was Antonio Brown. <laughs> That's yeah. who it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who well, else would you it mean be? Santander can, can give <laughs> yeah. Antonio Brown yeah. a, a little phone call. Yeah. Um but yeah, Kiga Aiken too. Um but yeah, is what it is. Um, what do you? What do we want out of this Toronto series? Tonight's game's a blowout. It's a, yeah. it's a clear loss. We've got four games in Toronto. Toronto's a great baseball team. What do they we are, take from this? They are. Um, I mean, the our our division, Josh, is insane. I mean, <laughs> we've been saying that for years, but it is ridiculous this year. Every team right now is in the playoffs in our division. We have kind of all the wild cards, all three wild cards are division. The the Yankees, like Toronto is 35 and 24. Like that's the third best record in the American League. And they're eight and a half games out of first place. They're eight and a half games out of first place with, with a record that would put them in first place in, you know, three other divisions in baseball. And they're eight and a half out of first place. Um, the Yankees have a winning percentage of 733. No one's even close to that. Um, so our division's insane. Um, Red Sox, I mean, the, the Blue Jays have been playing well and still not gaining ground in the East. But if you look at kind of the starters, Manoa right. versus Bradish today, I'll tell you that was a loss, right? That's the game you avoid on my bookie uh, with the Orioles. You avoid all these games. Which game? Tell me when we're going to win one. Well, if you want to win one, tomorrow is when you got to win it. You got Lyles versus Kikuchi. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Um, but that looks like a pretty even pitching matchup. If you don't win that one. I mean, Wednesday's kind of even too, but it's still yeah, the but Burrios, Burrios back from the Twins. That guy has nasty stuff. That's the kind of guy who like has really good stuff but struggle a little right. bit. He's going to strike out the Orioles 10 times. I, I'm, I'm Zimmerman about is that. roll the dice. Zimmerman is not the right. guy we used to see. Well, Zimmerman, the second, I mean, after, yeah, this whole month, the whole month of May and June, he's been atrocious after a good start. Some people say he's tipping pitches. I've heard all kind of stuff, but right. he's just not good. Um, and so I think it's going to come down to, so you hope you're going to lose this game. You hope you win your second game, that you got to win that game number two with Lyles. Then the third game, you're, you're probably going to lose because Zimmerman stinks. Yeah. And then it's going to come down to game four. Game four, I don't even want to watch. Right, that's I'm pumped about this game. This is the one I'm like, I'm excited wanna, about. I don't want to watch Kevin Gosman, but then you put Tyler Wells up there, and I'm intrigued. Yeah, like I think it's going to be a good pitching duel. Um, Ty, Tyler Wells versus Kevin Gosman. Um, I was watching a little bit of Kevin Gosman's last start, where he got really lucky. He only gave him like two two runs in six innings, but he should have given him a lot more. He got really lucky with a couple. Plays. I like to think with the. I like yeah. to when I see Kevin Gosman highlights with the long hair and everything. I like to pretend it's someone else and not the yeah. guy who was a Baltimore Oriole. Yeah, I like to pretend that's a different Gosman, but he's got a great ERA of two point six seven, but like a five and five record. So for some reason, the Blue Jays' great offense must not be producing a lot of runs 
Um, so it's going to come down, I think, to that game four if we want to split the series. But yeah, you would want to try to split these series. I mean, Toronto's a better team than the Orioles. Right. So if you can split the series, that feels like a win. Just like when you split with Kansas City, it kind of felt like a loss. Um, but get through Toronto and Tampa Bay, you know, and then you get some easier teams again. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, that's... Yeah. You got, you get, but you got to win tomorrow. That's the one. You got to win tomorrow. Right. And then hope to win game four. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Or, yeah, because there's not even like personal things. I don't know. Maybe Stowers getting a hit we can watch for. But yeah, I'm excited to see Stowers play. Well, he, I think he just gets home runs. So if you look at okay. the statue, he just gets home runs and doubles. So I don't know if he might, ever gets a single. He might get a home run before Adley. Yeah. Oh, oh he might. Oh, yes. Yeah, we're still waiting for, you know, Homer for Adley. A little surprising it hasn't happened yet. By the way, Josh, if you want good odds, yeah, go to my bookie. Put ten bucks down on uh, Adley for Rookie of the Year. Really for this year? Yeah, <laughs> because you think he's got because he's he's not performing great, so his number so he's got real good odds. Oh my gosh, the odds are insane. You, I don't know, I don't forget what it is. But I looked it up the other day, like a week ago. It was just insane. Um, how? Because I put at the beginning, I put some money down for Adley Rookie of the Year at the beginning of the year, even before oh, but, he got hurt. But now that he um, got hurt, and then and that was like plus 680, and now it's like just ridiculous. Let's see. Um, be... While you're looking that up, I want to do a little down on the farm. Good. Because Kirsten just played, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cursed that. So this is, I think, one of the kind of the biggest news down the farm is Heston Kerstat is now kind of an everyday player. For the shore, shore, the shorebirds this past week, and I think like that's like that alone is a story. If he did nothing but kind of show up and play, but he's actually played well. And um, I was disappointed the game on Sunday was canceled, um, but you know before that he's been playing every day in right field, um, getting on base, getting hits. Um, he's been it's been encouraging, right? Because I mean I think this year the goal is just see Heston Kerstat play out the year and play out healthy, but he's actually been hitting the ball and playing well. So, I mean, I wonder how long he'll stay in single A because, I mean, honestly, he's 23. He's a former first, you know, first round pick, a college dude, but he's batting 429 with an OPS of over a thousand. So a good opening kind of week, just been a few games, right? But a good opening week for Heston Kerstat. So hopefully he continues to play every day down there for Delmarva. And my plan is to get out there the next couple of weeks and, and see him play in Delmarva. But I want to get out there. Yeah, that'd be awesome to go see him play. And eventually, I hope one day we see him up in Black and Orange. See, I hope we see him up in the Orioles. Yep. Uh, I cannot find on my bookie the Rookie of the Year stuff. So it might not be up there anymore. Okay. You go search MLB and find yeah. like the World Series odds and MVP odds. You have the, those kind yeah. of odds still up? Yeah, I'm not seeing the World Series odds. So I'm doing something wrong. Okay. Uh, right, I'll, I'll show you later. Yeah. So you have to look that up and post it on Twitter or something. All right. Um, the other thing I want to mention about that, that down on the farm, the Norfolk Tides lineup has been given a makeover, both with coming out of injury and the call-ups to boo we talked about last week. And I tell you what, um, Norfolk team looked pretty weak a couple weeks ago. They look pretty legit now. The top, you know, three guys – it used to be four if you had Stowers in there. But you lead off with Vavra, who seems to be a legit prospect, who's batting 333 with an OPS of 866, had a great week this past week, 
coming back from injury. Then you get the call-up of Westberg playing shortstop, who is batting 455 since his call-up. It's been a week, but still, a week of batting 455 with an OPS of 1.387, insane. And then Henderson, who just walks all the time, batting 278, but an on-base percentage over 500 and an OPS of 963. <laughs> so just, uh, just watch the top three. And when Stowers comes back, the top four of the Norfolk Tides, because I think all three of those guys, um, and four if Stowers is there, could be big parts of the team next year. So that's pretty fun that we have so many top-hitting prospects yeah. at Norfolk right now. That's, it's Again, it's what makes the future of this team interesting. Yeah, and I mean, these are guys in Westbrook and Henderson that I feel like we've been following a while, for a while down there in Bowie and stuff, and now they're just one step away, and they're off to really hot starts. So that's fun to see, because sometimes these players struggle when they're caught up, but they're both off to hot starts. So it's something to watch for um, if they continue to play well at Norfolk. And Norfolk's been winning baseball games now, too, uh, with them there. So that's fun. and putting up a ton of runs. So that's been fun to see. Yeah, uh, bet MGM has Adley at plus twelve hundred. So you bet okay. your ten bucks, you win one hundred and twenty bucks. Yeah, that's not a bad return on investment. Nope, not bad. Yeah. yeah. So. All right. All I right. also. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just going to point out. I'm not sure if you had any more down on the farm, but I was going to point out we had a couple of listeners ask for how to listen to our intro song, "Welcome to oh, Birdland." Okay. Like outside of the podcast, I guess they want to listen to just the music and not you and I talk. Or they want to make it part of their like Orioles uh, pump up, like let's get ready for the game, and they want to use our intro song. That's so cool. there, there's now an album on Spotify and coming soon to Apple Music called Section 336, and it's all of our it's all of our theme songs. We've had five theme songs over the years, and all five of them are now on an in an album on Spotify, soon to be on Apple Music as well. So just search Section 336, and it'll come up with the podcast. But click on albums and you get all of our music. Oh, very cool. So that way you can add it to your Orioles uh, playlist, whatever pumps you up for the game and gets you ready. Yeah, that's good. Go go to the game music. Yeah. Yeah. Whoever plays the music over at Oriole Park, feel free to use our intro. (laughs) You can play Welcome to Birdland. Go ahead. I know you just picked up that uh, It's a Maryland thing song and people are excited you're playing that in the stadium now. I think people would really get hyped up for Welcome to Birdland. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah. All right, Ray, get out of here. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Paul, you didn't. We didn't talk about Paul McCartney. You didn't go see Paul McCartney. I did not see Paul McCartney. I think a no. lot of people did, and good for them. Right. Seems like a but good I, show. But I go to that stadium to see baseball. Yeah, um, people are into Paul McCartney, so good for him. I hope it made you know the Angeles is a lot of money that they right. can they can then spend on Carlos Correa. Yeah. Or if Buster's right, just put in their pockets. <laughs> right, right. That ATM machine looks pretty nice last night. Yeah, seriously. Um, but no, that's that's part of right. That's part of John and Lou, or maybe John, or maybe yeah. Lou. I don't know. Uh, Birdland about, Entertainment or something, right? Yeah, about something that they want to do O's, more. Or Entertainment. Yeah. And if I see another advertisement for Flow Rida on, on June seventeenth or whenever it is, but it's but that's a weird that's a weird event because it's not just Flow Rida. It's Flo Rida and Smash Mouth and like Cisco or something. Oh, really? I didn't I look think that they're close. all, or, okay. or that's two separate events, but it's like the most random 
people. Yeah. It's like, hey, we can't do country this year because they'll say that we're moving to Nashville. So let's do something else. Yeah. Um, no, it's just they just advertise it a lot on the games. Like, dude, yeah. us Oreo fans watch every game. You don't need to advertise things all the time. Every oh, game. Yeah, exactly. Especially if you're, game. Yo, well, that's like MLB TV. It's always the same little ads all the yeah. time. I mean, that's too because I watch in the mass nap. So I also get, I feel like, all the same commercials every time. Right, exactly. In the mass nap. Yeah, you also get a nice delay. But I'm not going to complain. The mass and app's awesome. It's there. Yeah, yeah. That it's works. better than, yeah. It's better than no mass and app. Which exactly. Exactly. case, yeah. I'll take it. Um, uh, all right. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I think that about covers it. That covers our Orioles news. Head on over to uh, section336.com. Click on the support up in the top or in the store and pick up a t-shirt. I got, I'm working on some new t-shirts. Because of the Welcome to Birdland, excitement of getting that album over on spotify i have a welcome to birdland t-shirt that'll be up in the next few days i've been working on so working on that and ways that you can support us over there so we can get things rolling all right um if you like our show go ahead and leave us a review on itunes Five stars. any new reviews on itunes josh uh i haven't taken a look so uh, we're gonna say no not no, this there week, is one. but i there is one yeah well, well i just thank pulled you. it up um, right. it, the review reads, if you're an Orioles fan, this is the podcast. If you like baseball, you will enjoy the show. So I think that's, that pretty I like much sums it straight it up. to the point. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and it's true. Uh, if and, you like uh, baseball and Orioles, you'll enjoy the show. And, and I like the username. Ends O's Dad Podcast. Oh, yeah. I didn't even notice that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. NSO Dad's Podcast. All right. So. Orioles fan, yeah, that's a cool. Uh, I'll take it. Yep. Uh, so it, we would appreciate even more reviews. Go ahead and give us five stars and write us a nice comment there on uh, iTunes or wherever you listen to your show. Yeah, let us know what you think about this brother drama because no podcast, no Orioles podcast knows about brother drama like Matt and I. Yes, we have a we have yeah special insight into this right. brother. Why drama. would you listen to another Orioles podcast? When you can get a podcast done by brothers, when the whole drama is about brothers. Yes. You only, if you listen to other podcasts, you'll just be hearing one side of the brother drama. <laughs> exactly. Here you get to hear both sides of the brother drama. And you know what? Well, let's put that out also for Peter and Lou. This is the podcast to come on. Yeah. We'll take the back seat. Two we'll brothers talking to two there. brothers. Yeah. Two brothers. Come fill in. Let's, let's Lou, get it out there. Lou, I'll get your back. Josh, you can have uh, John's back. That's and fine. We'll, John and, we'll, and I will we'll get along fine. Yeah. yeah, I think we, Lou we and I are going fine. I like Lou. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm, I'm about to do some petty stuff to Josh, too. I like that. All right, so, I'm Team John. All right, I'm Team Lou. There we go. Press this up. All right, uh, yeah. So you can follow us on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at Section336. You can follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Sorka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's.
With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.